Just west of Boston, just north of the turnpike, the ghost of Missy Goodby sleeps curled up against the cyclone fence at the dead end of Winter Terrace, dressed in a pair of ectoplasmic dungarees. That thumping noise is Missy bopping a plastic Halloween pumpkin on one knee. That flash of light in the corner of a dark porch is the moon off the glasses she wore to correct her lazy eye. Late at night, when you walk your dog and feel suddenly cold, and then unsure of yourself, and then loathed by the world. That's Missy Goodby, too. Hissing as she had when she was alive and six years old. I hate you. You stink. You smell. You baby. The neighborhood kids remember Missy. She bit when she was angry, and pinched no matter what. They don't feel sorry for her ghost self. They remember the funeral they were forced to attend after she died how her mother threw herself on the coffin, wailing, how they thought she was kidding and so laughed out loud and got shushed. The way the neighborhood kids tell the story, the coffin was lowered into the ground, and Missy Goodby's grieving mother leapt down and then had to be yanked from the hole like a weed. Everyone always believes the better story eventually. Really, Joyce Goodby just thumped the coffin at the graveside service, spanked it, two little spanks, nothing serious. She knew that pleading would never budge her daughter, not because she was dead, but because she was stubborn. All her life, the more you pleaded with Missy, the more likely she was to do something to terrify you. Joyce could be spanked the coffin and walked away and listened for footsteps behind her. She walked all the way home, where she took off her shoes, black pumps with worn stones of gray along the toes. Done with you, she told them. The soul is liquid and slow to evaporate. The body's a bucket and liable to slosh. Grieving, haunted, heartbroken, obsessed. Your friends will tell you to cheer up. What they really mean is dry up. But it isn't a matter of will. Only time and light will do the job. Who wants to, anyhow? Best keep in the dark and nurse the damp. Cover the mirrors. Keep the radio switched off. Avoid the newspaper, the television, the whole outdoors. Anywhere little girls congregate. Though the world is manufacturing them hand over fist. Though there are now, it seems, more little girls living in the world than any other variety of human being. Or middle-aged men whose pants don't fit. Or infant boys. Or young women with wide, sympathetic, fretful foreheads. Whatever you have lost, there are more of just not yours. Sneeze. Itch. Gasp for breath. Seal the windows. Replace the sheets and the mattresses. Pry the mercury from your teeth. Buy appliances to scrub the air. Even so, the smell of the detergent from the sheets will fall into your nose. The chili your nice son cooks will visit you in the bedroom. The sweat from his clothes when he runs home from high school the fog of his big yopping shoes, the awful smell of batteries loaded into a remote control, car exhaust, the plastic bristles on your toothbrush, the salt air smell of baking soda once you give up toothpaste. Make your house as safe and airtight as possible. Filter the air. Boil the water. The rashes stay. The wheezing gets worse. What you are allergic to can walk through walls.
The neighborhood kids don't remember what Joyce Goodby looked like back when she regularly drove down Winter Terrace. They've forgotten her curly black hair, her star and moon earrings, her velvet leggings. It's been five years. Now that she's locked away, they know everything about her. She no longer cuts or colors her mercury hair, but instead twists it like a towel and pins it to her head. The paper face mask she wears over her nose and mouth makes her eyes look big. Her clothes are unbleached cotton and hemp. An invalid could eat them. She and her son Jerry used to look alike, a pair of freckled, hardy people. Not anymore. Her freckles have starved from lack of light. Her eyebrows are thick, her eyelashes thin. She seems made of soap and steel wool. Something's wrong in the neighborhood, she tells her son. It gave Missy lymphoma, and now it's made her sick.